It's that protective option overlay kicking in that allows investors to stay invested, but is cushioning that downside risk. Welcome to Views from the Desk, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these timely episodes, we provide the latest investment news and commentary on the markets, the economy, and investing. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. In this deep dive episode, portfolio manager Chris McKinney and your host Mackenzie Box delve into buffer ETFs, starting with the fundamentals, including how they work and where they fit in a portfolio. They also provide comprehensive scenarios for various market conditions. Before we hear from the team, please consider subscribing to Views from the Desk on your preferred podcast platform. And for many more ETF insights and resources, visit BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFS.com. Hello and welcome back to our BMO ETFs Weekly Insight Podcast with our ETF Portfolio Management Team. I'm today's host, Mackenzie Box, in product at BMO Global Asset Management. Today, we are doing a deep dive on our buffer ETFs. Now, we recently launched another buffer ETF, the BMO US Equity Buffer Hedge to CAD ETF, January. And we have the existing one, which is the BMO US Equity Buffer Hedge to CAD ETF ZOC. So we've expanded our suite of ETFs. And today, we're going to dive in deeper and just get a better sense of understanding and how these ETFs work. So today, I'm joined by one of our portfolio managers of the Buffer ETFs, Chris McKinney. So thanks, Chris, for being here today and being in the hot seat to walk us through these products. Absolutely. Happy to be here. All right. We have lots to uncover today, so let's just dive in. First and foremost, what are Buffer ETFs and why did BMO ETFs decide to get into this space? Sure. Uh, Buffer ETFs uh, really are a recent innovation in the ETF space that provide investors equity market exposure. S&P 500 hedge to CAD, you know, you mentioned in the name of the buffer, it's that U.S. equity uh, hedge to Canadian dollars. So it provides investors that equity market exposure and growth potential, but also uses an option overlay to create a built-in protection against downside risk in the equity market. Uh, essentially, what that does is creates a smoother return path for conservative investors that still want that equity exposure. In terms of you know why BMO ETFs is interested in this space, you know we have a long history of innovation, in particular innovation with option overlays. Uh, BMO ETFs was the first to offer covered call ETFs in Canada, for example, which many investors are familiar with that do uh, a very similar thing, go out and, and invest in the equity market and use an option overlay to adjust the risk return characteristics of that equity. In the case of covered calls, we're adding that income stream that investors love, and in the the case of buffer ETFs, we're adding that downside protection, again, for more conservative investors or investors that uh, are potentially a little bit bearish uh, on the market environment. And so we want to continue to expand uh, the offerings available to investors, um, and we're happy to continue to innovate in this space as well. Great. Thanks, Chris. Want to reduce the risk of market timing or increase near-term growth? Our new range of BMO structured outcome ETFs can help you dial down risk or dial up equity returns. To learn more, visit BMOETFs.com. 
ZOCKET.com and search for tickers Z-O-C-T, Z-U-E-A, and Z-E-B-A. Now, how do buffers fit into a portfolio and how do you position them in the current market environment? And are there certain environments that these products are best suited for? Yeah, and I mentioned off the top that they do provide equity market exposure. And so you can imagine a buffer ETF taking a portion of, of an investor's equity market uh, exposure. That piece of the portfolio that's invested in equities that has that growth potential, you know, buffers can take up a piece of that allocation. Now, in terms of how much that allocation is, of course, that would be dictated by each individual's risk tolerance, um, the growth needs that they're looking for, and as well, potentially their outlook on the market as well. You know, in particular, what we've seen in the current market environment and the need for these in this market environment that we're in now is that interest rate volatility has significantly picked up over the last couple of years. You know, before 2022, interest rates were at uh, all-time lows and the volatility around those interest rates was very low. Fast forward to today, and while the, we're, we're off the peaks of that interest rate volatility, we do see it staying persistently higher than it was in the past, called that pre-2022. And so that traditional role of fixed income as a hedge against equity investments, as a a balance against the risk that equities provide, um, is less reliable and and less certain. And of course, investors that live through 2022 um, can attest to that with balance funds, um, you know, having one of their worst years on record. And so investors want to look at a different way to maintain that equity exposure, but have a more explicit hedge against the downside risks that are in there. And so that's why Buffers work in an environment like today, again, where equity volatility, um, you know, might be high, but interest rate volatility uh, certainly staying persistently high, and that that traditional role of fixed income in the portfolio is is less reliable. In terms of you know a market environment where these are best suited for, um, you know, as we'll talk about. Uh, you know, buffers in exchange for that protection level have uh, less upside potential than a, a traditional equity fund as well. And so you can imagine uh, a scenario where the equity market drifts up slowly, uh, a buffer investor would maintain all of that or most of that growth potential, but still be able to sleep at night with that downside cushion. You know, that's really the ideal environment for these. Um, you know, of course, when equity markets are selling off, uh, buffer ETFs will provide their most value um, on a relative basis, but you know still could potentially incur losses. And so, you know, no one no one likes losses um, at all. But um, you know, in a scenario where there is significant market losses, that's when buffer ETFs really show their true value. Great, thanks, Chris. Now, looking under the hood, how do these buffer ETFs work, and is there anything unique investors should look for? Sure. And I mentioned, you know, there are similarities between buffer ETFs and covered calls. And I think it's useful to use that because investors are very familiar with covered calls. They've shown a great appetite for them and they've been around for more than 10 years in the marketplace. So again, imagine starting with that equity exposure. And in the case of uh, BMO's buffer ETFs, we're gaining exposure to the S&P 500 uh, hedge to Canadian dollars. And then we add on an option overlay to create that downside protection. Now, the thing that's a little unique about buffer ETFs versus uh, the covered calls that we've been referring to 
is that covered calls are always replacing the options that are in the portfolio. They're generally short dated options and there could be many of them in the portfolio against each uh, stock that's held in the portfolio. So there's a continuous uh, movement in and out of the portfolio of these options. For buffer ETFs, they're a little bit unique in that uh, that protection is put in place and typically it's in place for what we call an outcome period, which is typically one year. So in the case of Z-Oct that you mentioned that was launched in October, the protection against the S&P 500 was put in place at, on the last business day of September. And it'll stay in place until the next last business day of September in 2024. So investors will know that you know, wherever the S&P 500 was trading at the end of September is where the protection level was set. Now, if the market moves up from there, uh, investors will have, you know, less upside potential because they'll be getting closer uh, to the cap that's in the portfolio, but they'll have more downside protection. Conversely, if the market has sold off since the start of that outcome period, uh, investors will have less of that buffer protection because the market is already down a little bit, but they'll have more upside potential because that cap will be farther away. And so each and every day, uh, the risk return trade-off that a buffer ETF provides investors is essentially known in advance as long as the investor holds it until the end of that outcome period when those options expire. You know, I, I think, you know, again, everyone is, uh, not everyone, but many investors are familiar with how options work and that they have expiry dates. What's unique about, again, these buffer ETFs is that it's very explicit. Uh, it's even in the name of the fund uh, in terms of the month of the year that that option expires and then a new uh, hedge will be reset. And so there's an added level of transparency here for investors that can take a look on any given day and say, you know, if I'm interested in purchasing this buffer ETF, they can look on our website and see how much time is left until that option matures, that, that protection level matures, how far away uh, we are from that protection level and how much growth potential there is left in the portfolio. So again, every day there's this risk return trade-off that is offered by these buffer ETFs and investors can go in and choose and have a good idea of what their outcome is going to be uh, before they even make that investment decision. Great. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to ask a follow-up just on that. Um, so you said it's a one-year period. So what happens at that one-year expiry period? And do investors need to be aware of anything? Yeah. So essentially, after that one-year period is up, uh, the options positions uh, mature, and then a new protection level will be set. Um, and so it's essentially a new outcome period. Think of it as uh, any index ETF that rebalances on a regular basis. In the same way, uh, a structured outcome ETF, a buffered ETF will reset. Uh, and again, we talked about Z-Oct uh, uh, ending on the last business day of September. Once that option matures on the last business day of September, a new protection level is put on where the market is trading at that time. And so investors can simply hold on to that ETF a new protection level will be put in place and then a new cap will be put in place as well. So investors can continue to grow their investment over time. Now, maybe one more thing I should mention is that there is a defined level of protection that our buffer ETFs offer, and that's a 15% protection against, again, where that uh, underlying investment is trading at that time. So if investors uh, are into Z-Oct, uh, they know that the first 15% uh, of a sell-off 
as of the end of September, wherever the market was at that time, uh, that first 15% will be protected against. Uh, and then the cap is put in place in order to pay for that protection. Great. Thanks, Chris. I think that's a, a good overview of looking under the hood and really understanding how the buffer ETF works. The ETF space is a thriving industry, providing Canadian investors new options for growth. What's driving this demand and what key benefits do they provide? Find the answers to these questions and more in our BMO ETF 2024 Industry Outlook, available now. Access the report and get the latest insights anytime at BMOGAM.com. That's B-M-O-G-A-M.com. Now we're kind of going to switch gears. Can you walk us through some different market scenarios on what these buffer ETFs will look like in different market events? Sure. And again, you know, the defined level of protection is that 15%. So again, investors can have some level of comfort that if the market sells off 15% or less over that one year uh, outcome period, that their investments are, are generally protected against. So let's think of a few different scenarios. Let's think of one where uh, an investor buys uh, uh, Jan, uh, the BMO US equity buffer ETF hedge to CAD uh, January series. Let's, uh, let's imagine they buy Zedjan on day one of the outcome period and they hold it for the full one-year period until next January. Uh, let's assume the market is down very significantly. Let's say it's down 20% or more um, in that environment. Um, the buffer ETF, again, pr provides protection against that first 15% of loss. So when the underlying uh, market, again, is down, let's call it 20 plus percent, the buffer ETF should be down in and around, you know, 15% less or only 5%. Uh, so again, it's that protective option overlay kicking in that allows investors to stay invested, but uh, is cushioning that downside risk. Now let's assume there's a mild sell-off. Maybe there's an environment where the market sells off 10% or so, then the buffer ETF should be close to flat over that one-year outcome period. Because it's within that buffer zone of that 0 to 15% loss, the buffer ETF should essentially provide almost full protection against that downside. Now let's move on to a more positive scenario. Let's, let's look at a scenario where the market is um, a mild up market, you know, single digits, let's call it uh, 5, 6, 7%. Uh, the beauty of the buffer ETF is that it'll fully participate uh, in that growth potential uh, on essentially a one-for-one -one basis. The only scenario where that would lag is if markets are up significantly, let's think of 10, 12, 20%, you know, those once you get into those high double digits or the teens, um, then the buffer ETF will hit its cap and will only uh, participate up to whatever the cap level is at that time. Um, and so you will essentially lag the, 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 the market because of the cap that's in place. So conservative investors are happy to trade away some of that upside potential if it means they're getting that downside protection that's in place. Now, one more thing maybe I should mention here is that um, you know all these return scenarios are based on the price return of the underlying investment and investors will collect dividends on top of that. So again, in a scenario where the market is up 4%, 
the price return of the buffer ETF will be up approximately 4% as well. But again, investors will be collecting dividends on top of whatever that price cap is. Um, and of course, it's also important to know that there are fees, taxes, et cetera, uh, associated with uh, the ETFs. And so uh, any of these structured outcomes that we're talking about in any of these scenarios are uh, always before taking into account things like uh, management fees and expenses. Great. Thanks, Chris. And last but not least, too, are there any other ETFs that you guys will that we will be coming out with in the near future in regards to buffer ETFs? Yes, yeah, so BMO has uh, also already filed to launch a very similar strategy that will reset in April, uh, as well as one that will uh, reset in July. So eventually, BMO ETFs will offer four different buffer ETFs that essentially are the same strategy. We're doing the same thing. We're providing 15% downside protection against the S&P 500 hedge to CAD. But the date at which those protections are set is different between each of those ETFs. And so every three months, um, investors will have a choice to make uh, as to whether they want to uh, participate in that new outcome period. Potentially, they want to stay in one that they're already in. Or uh, again, we'll have you know up to four of them to choose from that will each have slightly different uh, risk and return profiles based on where their protection levels and cap levels were set. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Exciting look for those coming in April and July. And with that, those are all the questions that we have for today. So um, lots of great insight and lots of great education on the new buffer ETFs that we launched recently. I just want to thank everyone for listening in and a special thank you to Chris for taking the time to walk us through that. And with that, we will see you next week. Thank you to Mackenzie Box and Chris McKaney for joining us on the BMO ETFs podcast. Today, we heard about buffer ETFs, which can complement or substitute your core equity positions, providing a built-in cushion on the downside while keeping you broadly invested in U.S. equities. To learn more, search for the new BMO U.S. Equity Buffer Hedge Decad ETF January, ticker ZJAN or ZJAN. For more information about the other ETFs discussed in this podcast, check out the episode notes, contact your regional BMO ETF specialist, or visit the ETF Center at BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFS.com. Views from the Desk has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Commissions, management fees, and expenses, if any, all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or prospectus before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. BMO Global Asset Management is a brand name under which BMO Asset Management Inc. and BMO Investments Inc. operate.